0: This podcast is sponsored by Haboo, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfil your ambitions with Habu. Three
1: Peeps in the
2: Podcast. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, The Bonus Show. Another day of head scratching, a lack of consistent application, a very frustrating group were Nigel's words. Mine were consistently inconsistent city, strike again after the win at West Brom in the week. I was really optimistic about picking something up yesterday at Reading, but we lacked the final ball and created little as we fell to a 2-0 defeat. Lee's three words were royals, roll over reds. Um, and Matt is with me as always. Matt, we were both there on the terraces few drinks beforehand you were up on the train so a good away day up until kickoff
0: lovely away day yeah i went um neil barnes and his two lovely daughters charlotte and sarah um who i've sat with watching city for well i think now charlotte's just in her 30s
2: um and they were complaining th- yesterday matt they didn't get enough airtime on the podcast I know, in terms it's of comments of, and yeah, yeah. So, so there uh, you go, go here
0: we go it's a big big <laughs> shout out yeah big tip but no, br- brilliant day Brilliant day. Um ruined by the football again. Um yeah, I I can't explain it, Patch. Um, you know, I, I wrote in my column last week about the only thing that's consistent about us is our inconsistency. And it was the same yesterday. Um and whilst I I admire admire that's the wrong word, but I like Nigel Pearson's honesty when he comes out. It's also a reflection on him and his coaching staff that they can't get that consistency. Um, there is just no explanation. He, you know, he, he, he picks the same team and the same players that performed really well the other night. Yesterday couldn't pass five yards. Showed no real application to get forward um, against a red inside. Who don't get me wrong, deserved the win because they took the two chances that they had, or two of the three, but they weren't great. I genuinely was sat watching the game thinking, this is a game we can win here. They're, they're not a great side. We start playing the ball properly. We'll, we'll get a win. So, yeah, just, just really, really frustrating. Yeah.
2: Um, our guest is with us. It's halftime summariser Rob. Rob um rob have you got any answers is it a case of one player doesn't turn up the whole team is impacted for example you know we said uh in midweek that matty james has been the cement and possibly a reason for the the recent downturn him coming back in stabilizes it and i think he was off his game a little bit yesterday but that's a possible answer but other than that anything else to throw into the mix
1: um well well first of all thank you for having me on again um not so much thank you for bringing me on after yesterday's game but also massive shout out to former work colleague sarah barnes <laughs> that's and, another uh, shout <laughs> <take>. out <laughs> um
0: whose sister sister is equally as lovely oh, this
1: yeah, it's, is sponsored, it's sponsored
0: by, by the, the barnes,
1: barnes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I patch I, I don't know i'll probably um go through my thoughts as as we get on to it um I mean, this consistency is is a real worry. Um, I, I will be consistent in what I say, and that I think we should be getting better out of what's at our disposal. Mm. So, so the fact that we we have a good game, the good game is fast becoming the rarity, and the poor games are becoming the norm. Uh, and you know, as as I've mentioned on many outlets, you know, two two years. I'm starting to question: Are we any further forward than where we were? Um, certainly, um, Dean Holden was at long out the door, being higher up the table. Um, now I understand that we're 12th, but in in reality, there are nine teams that have played less games than us, uh, or nine sorry nine teams that could go past us that have played less games than us. In reality. Four or five probably will. So our, I would say our true position at the moment is around 16th, 17th. Um, I don't, as I said, 12th. When you got a whole queue of people one point behind you with a game in hand, isn't really where we are. Um, if we were 12th and everyone had played the same, I think right now I'd say well that, that is actual progress. If we were consistently looking like we had a game plan and executing it and maybe had a plan B. Uh, but I don't see any of these things. And I I see the inconsistency of the application. You know, are they pulling in the right cause? What is the cause? You know, it's, it, it comes down to these things about identity and the, the minimums that you would expect out of your football team. Now, I don't care who the manager is, I'm a bit like Matt, I will always want them to succeed because that's my football club. Um it's it's never anything personal for me but I remain concerned with where we're going.
2: Okay. Uh right well we'll go into our check-in now. Um Matt obviously football included but um your thoughts on this morning 1 to 10. Yeah,
0: literally just woke up as well as you know. <laughs> so I'm probably um, I'm probably a six,
2: probably yeah. a six, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably about a six as well. I, I was a seven until I came um, to put the shopping away this morning and realized that the freezer had been left open all night. Oh, no. So, yes, um, we for lunch, we'll be having burgers, chips, chicken nuggets, fish, it's going to be quite a banquet round yeah, our house. So, very nice. um, yeah. yeah, but uh, always a bit of a pain. However, yeah, we know as you said, we know
0: why it was left open.
2: You got any well, there's, suspicions? There's 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 four suspects. Right, right, okay. Um, and it'll be whittled down as the day goes on. But okay. um, yeah, we we shall. Oh, I know it wasn't me, so that's three suspects. <laughs> that's three suspects then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there we go. So uh, yeah, but a, a good day yesterday. Apart from apart from the football, uh, Rob.
1: Um, well, I, I was definitely firmly in the the six camp. I had um, rather a late night out in Bristol, pretending to be younger than I was. Um, obviously, yesterday's game definitely kept me down at the sixes, but I'm probably elevated to a seven having just heard about your tale of woe. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I love it. Right, okay, let's have a look at the lineup. Yesterday, uh, we were unchanged from West Brom: uh, Max O'Leary, Tim Closer, Rob Atkinson, Viner. Williams, Sykes, De Silva, James, Scott, Semenyo, and Wells. Uh, Campering comes back onto the bench, replacing uh, Thomas Callas who I understand was rested. Um, but any massive surprises there for you, Matt, in terms of keeping the same eleven?
0: How can you rest a player on the bench, like you know, who's been on the bench? I know he came on in both the last games, but that that to me isn't. Managing game time because you don't know that you would have needed to bring him on yesterday, so he could have easily have been rested on the bench. So that that seems a bit of a strange one in for Cam Pring, What what must that be doing to the kids? Sort of, you know, he's he's in, he comes on, does well, he's out of the squad. I just don't, I don't, yeah, he was the back the, the Okie okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't get it. But no surprises in terms of the starting lineup. It was um, probably dependent on was Joe Williams going to be able to manage four games in succession Um, was Matty James okay following his sort of you know period eight Um, so knowing that they were then it was no surprise because because West Brom although it was a defensive performance you know we scored two goals and created opportunities and it it was a good performance Um, so yeah no 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 real surprise there
2: right let's get to the minutes then uh, second minute an early chance for Reading uh, where they should have really headed home it was a loose pass from Viner a recovery from Viner then another loose pass from Rob Atkinson uh, and the ball flashes across the goal and it's headed wide and Rob that could have been a real sucker punch really early
1: yeah it's um, it's a strange one because um, the referee actually gave a free kick um, when the ball came in and For me, Viner actually got an absolutely fantastic saving header in. I don't even think their bloke headed it, but it looked like, you know, centre of the six-yard box, perfect cross, he was going to score. Viner, as I said, for me, Viner got his head in the way, but then the ref gave a free kick, and I have no idea what it was. But it it was that sort of lacklustre, complacent, lack of concentration, just easy, and, you know, city we're often guilty of this you know we, we can do a lot of good stuff and then we'll just do something daft where we, we just sort of turn off for a minute and that was one of those
2: matt for me it's uh almost a level of nervousness and a bit of anxiousness early in the game when you make misplaced a pass i mean go back to your playing days when you when you just kick just kicking off or just trying to get into the game and you almost need one to sometimes find your range
0: I don't. I don't know it, it, this level, Patch. I mean, it's, it's your job. It's what you do day in day out. It should be second nature. You're right in terms of probably the 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 nervousness, but I just think for me, it's it's just that that application and concentration. I mean, the ball from Viner, and yes, he recovered, and I actually thought he he didn't do too bad yesterday. Um, but then Atkinson's afterwards, it's like what what are you doing there? That's just not you're not switched on, and that's then. I think, what the game looked like. Pretty much the entire game was like we weren't switched on. We weren't doing what we should be doing. Um, yeah, it was just just poor application, poor concentration for me.
2: Sixth minute. Matt can be heard from Bristol in Reading as Jada Silva delivers two set-piece deliveries, both very poor. Uh, massive frustration for me. It's the sixth minute. And we've already had two set pieces that are, quite frankly, you know, not not even reaching the desired target. I, I don't understand how this is continuing to happen, Matt.
0: So I said to the, the young couple in front of me, I don't hate Jay De Silva, but apologies when you hear me did, sort of... Did you of...
2: give them um, some ear defenders? Yeah, well, I just...
0: Yeah. I just I've, I've, and, and Jay might be a lovely bloke. Um, I'm sure he is. Um, I think he's a decent footballer. I think he's got good feet. Um, I also think it comes down to some from a a management and coaching point of view. But have some professional pride as well. Know that you're not hitting your percentages in terms of delivery and everything else. And work on it and work on it and work on it. Because it is just a consistent... That's a consistent thing with our team. Jada Silva can't cross the ball. Um, He's not the only only one. I I think he's the same on the other side. Mark Sykes was equally as bad. Um, I think the difference is we haven't got someone who can come in almost like for like for Mark as we have with Jay in terms of a, a, a traditional left wing back who can play there in Cam. George Tanner can come in, but I don't think he's, you know, he's not that bombing forward sort of player, is he? I think he?
2: Mark Sykes was was very deep yesterday. Jay De Silva was definitely a lot further yeah. forward. Mark Sykes didn't seem... I was one, one point I watched the highlights this morning and he was almost telling Max O'Leary just to slow it down a bit. No, get going.
0: Get down the right-hand side. Mark Sykes seems to be a player who's lost an awful lot of confidence. If you remember some of those early games, I think maybe it may even have been the very first game. He got the ball in the corner and did a kind of, you know, little move, took it past the ball and put a lovely cross in. Just not seeing that from him at all. He he hit one kind of left-footed cross in yesterday like he did for the equalising goal the other week. but yeah, in, in terms of Jay, um, I don't. I don't. I know um, I was sat near Sutts yesterday, and Suchs was sort of saying about it. Oh yeah, you know he, he eats him in. Um, we were sort of you know laughing around it, but I said I, I don't at all. I want to see him do well, but there's got to be a point where. What's why? Why is Jay De Silva on
2: any set piece? I don't got get it. What what are Matty, they watching? Matty, Matty James is there. Well, Matty, the Alex... One, give, us, but, give someone else a chance, but, you know? But both Matty You're and Alex... are it until someone hits yeah. the box.
0: Both Matty and Alex's um, dead ball delivery was shocking yesterday. Um, embarrassing.
2: Let's put Max um, O'Leary
0: on, set well, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put Rob Atkinson on it. But I, I don't I don't understand it, Patch, you know? And, and yes, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek because of the fact, obviously, with, with Neil and Sarah and Charlotte, they know... Another week in week out. out I tend to yeah we'll keep counting them I tend to kind of go not, not shouting it out but you know that's that's one that's two that's three we've hit the first man always gone too deep that's four um, and I, I'll go back to what Jim said um, Jim Rollo when we had him on um, I think at the COV game teams pat the box and it's difficult to, to pick a man out in Absolutely, there are games like that. That wasn't the case again yesterday. There were plenty of opportunities to find a Naki Wells or an Antoine running and play it to the right area and not just hope. Well, that can be the
2: target, yeah, probably.
0: It, it wasn't even getting past the first man, was it? More often than not. So, um, And it must be equally frustrating for Nigel Pearson. It must be. But it's just a constant theme for me.
2: How frustrating would it be, Rob, for a man sat a few rows in front of of us uh brian tinian watching those uh deliveries come in
1: well yeah exactly um pretty much everything matt's saying i, I echo um it's criminal when you don't beat the first man you, you are literally handing back an opportunity that you've been given or you've earned um and totally agree it wasn't just jay but it's game on game um you know we're missing Naismith's delivery. You're telling me only one of those eleven professional footballers can deliver a ball under no pressure at all. What What are they doing? I mean, all well, I can it, think funny, is it, funny, it's,
2: funny. He's over. He's over overthinking it, or he's been told to deliver it. You know, to the to the front. I mean, but, it, it, but it's
1: not. It's not just him. And, and and Matt said, you know, Scott and James. It's it, it's almost like, well, yeah, told to deliver it. What deliver it waist high to their defender in front of everyone else? It's, it's not even all oh, that was close, you know. It is just, it's pathetic. It really, it really is. And you're, you know, you you think think about the whole situation with fans. When you win a corner, a cheer goes up because you think, oh, okay, here's a guilt edged chance. Uh, it, it's nothing like that for us. Yeah. It is for the opposition, as we'll obviously talk about later on. <laughs> um, but it, it, it astounds me that a professional footballer cannot kick a ball. Somebody said to me last night, it was, um, well, it's just easy, isn't it? Anybody can kick it into the middle of the goal from a corner. And I said, none of Bristol City's players can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, right. 25th minute, a tale of patient build-up, but very poor final ball so far. Matt, several players failing to deliver a good ball. It was a lot a lot of retention, forward, back, forward, sideways. Um, but there was no killer ball. No one, no one taking responsibility. No one wanted to take a risk
0: and try and create something. And that that was all over the pitch, whether that was, um, you know, a, a Zach Viner or Rob Atkinson moving the ball into space and moving it quickly. Even starting further back than that, whether it was Max O'Leary speeding things up a little bit and, and playing the right ball. Max constantly hit that left foot shot out to Rob Atkinson or Jay De Silva. And probably two or three times, it went straight out. It was like Frankie Fielding of old, you know. Um, but on midfield, Alex and Matty, it was all just too safe. Um, you know, same with the backs. And I'll say it now, obviously we, we made changes later on. I feel so sorry for Naki Wells and Antoine Semenyu yesterday because they just got no service where they deserved to. Now, don't get me wrong, Neither of them held the ball up very well either um, and to bring any players in. But, you know, Joe Williams, Joe Williams, just, you know, he was our man of the match the other night with an eight and we were even discussing possibly a nine. Um, it, it, it was anonymous, wasn't it? Um, It was all, again, just too safe. And I think we, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, I think we ended up with 58% possession, which again shows you that stats mean absolutely nothing in that that context because the big one was, and no shots. Although on Sky it said we had a total of five shots, um, none on target, three off target. So I don't, I don't know what the other two count as, no, <laughs> the no, missing not, two. But yeah, not
2: not looking at any stats today. Can't be bothered. Right, thirtieth minute. It's a forward pass to Semenyo. He puts Wells in, but he's offside. But you know that was our first real chance to. Get something from the game, Rob, um, and glimmers of creating opportunities.
1: Yeah, gl- glimmers is a, is about the right thing. I think it was. Um, you mentioned it a minute ago. the The passes there were there were little pockets where you thought, oh, you know, that was that was really uh, really tasty move, and but then as Matt was saying, that it then just didn't go anywhere. Um, and and, and actually the other night you know, talking about West Brom, there were there's some really good sort of moving triangle passes first time. And he's like, oh, OK, we, we've got this. And it reminds yeah. us that we've got this ability. But it it then comes down to purpose and intent. And, and And that's the bit that just isn't happening. And then once that bit isn't on the end of it, we then sort of regress to looking like we've nearly got intent. To then actually now, what are we doing? We we've forgotten what we're. Which way are we actually playing? It it, it just becomes incidental. And and again, as you mentioned there about stats, it's like I, I'm amazed we had 58 percent because yeah. I don't really remember anything telling with our possession at all. And
0: and that's the key thing, Rob, isn't it? With that stat, I mean, I think Pearson and again, Patch, keep me honest. I think he described the performances. Um. Careless, and the players were daydreaming, and that 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 was kind of how it felt. You know, he's he's spot on with it, but why is that? Why why are you and your team not getting them up for the fight straight away? It just yeah. Fortieth
2: minute delivery from a free kick uh from the wide right, buzz by Alex Scott. It clears the first man, finds Semenyo, who takes a touch and shoots over. Uh It was another, uh, you know. Slash, Slash at the ball, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what word, um, but a good chance nonetheless. Rob from First amenia yeah.
1: Well, there, there you go. I mean, yeah. I um, Watched it with my mate yesterday, and um, same same sort of thing. We sort of like, where where's Antoine's shooting boots that he discovered last season? He's um, sort of gone back to where where he was in terms of composure yeah. in front of goal and stuff like that um he is still one of our biggest threats without without a doubt and he, he must be horrible to play against but a the team aren't utilizing him uh, and and maybe this is why his shooting's off as well because he's not in the game as much as you'd want him to be in the game yeah. um but yeah his, his shooting is back to just sort of slashing at it a bit um you know Vyman can be guilty of that as well at times to be honest. Um yeah, I, I think maybe with him it is a confidence thing, or maybe trying too hard. Um, but as far as I recall, that was pretty much our only chance of the first half, which is more worrying.
0: I think the thing is, we all love Antoine, and
2: we all love all of the players.
0: <clears throat> yeah, of course we do. You're sorry, but but in terms of Antoine, you know, we we were talking in the transfer window. Yeah, I'm not accepting anything less than twenty million. Um, you know, he's going to go on. He's playing himself out of any kind of move to, to to that sort of club with just just because of his finishing, it just has gone back, as Rob said, to to how he was when he kind of first came on the scene in in in, in the first team. You know, it was, and I don't know why, but but then also, and I, and I know opposition formations change the way you can play and everything else, but you need to get Antoine turned and running at them. Zach Viner did it against Preston. I think he was hitting the ball over the top and he was running down the channels to it and and I don't want I don't want Antoine playing wide but you know that that was where we got him in the game. As Rob said, he wasn't in the game yesterday. We just couldn't get him in the game. He ends up being subbed and you look at it and think that you know do I still keep an Antoine on on what he might do rather than bringing Chrissy Martin on who let's be fair probably isn't going to do anything you know in, in that same context. But yeah, I don't know. It's um a game theme of the day another frustration isn't it? his own performances
3: this is a message from the bristol city former players association throughout last season we brought a number of ex-players back to ashton gate we were pivotal in delivering celebratory events including the ashton gate 8 40th anniversary and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me by email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we're always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City Archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you.
2: Okay, the halftime summary from Rob. big big, bit of a non-event thus far with neither side building up any concerted pressure and chances are few and far between for our part good crosses are seemingly still expunged from our attacking artillery so it's a shame that despite a few passages of good passing we haven't really managed to open Reading up down at the inside channels up and down the inside channels Rob I think you meant uh defensively (laughs) despite a few minor wobbles we've generally looked more solid with the security of having three players in central midfield again looking for a bit of magic second half to hopefully nick all three points um so thank you very much to you Rob for that and
0: nice use of expunged as well
1: yeah there you go yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was quite a hard one to get that one in yesterday yeah. no it's yeah. good, good use. I, I was also thinking if I hadn't abused it in that context I was going to talk about how uh, Callis had been expunged from the squad yeah <laughs> but we, we know he was rested yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah after that right. tiring uh sub appearance
2: 52nd minute it's 1-0 to red it's a good delivery from a corner an in-swinger with pace and loom rises above everybody to guide it home relatively unchallenged matt yeah is it the
0: far end and I, I'll, I'll be honest to say i've not watched any of the highlights back um so it, it, what have you been doing all morning i, I didn't get up to 26 <laughs> 26 past nine um but it looked from the far end like he was unchallenged again i don't know if it's a an issue from a zonal marking point of view again um that he's you know, he's not picked up but he's a big lad and he surely you've got an eye on him even if you're marking zonally someone has to be aware of that player um and it was all it was just all too easy wasn't it i again having not seen it i don't know whether max was culpable in any way is it something he could have come for was there a player on the post i don't know um, but it was it was too easy. Rob, you've obviously you. watched it. And watched yeah, I can place. tell you what
1: I saw. Um, so for me, yes, it comes down to the whole zonal thing again. Um, not quite as uh, blatant as the Birmingham scenario where, um, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who scored twice, um, he, he almost had like a five-yard run before he launched himself into the air. This was more of a, a relaxed Sunday stroll for for their guy yesterday. Right. Just uh, literally walked it, walked in to a space, jumped up and headed it unchallenged.
2: Yeah, just showing you yeah. a still on the screen. Yeah. The ball's just about to land on his head. Really, yeah. really
0: soft. And, and lo- looking at that still
2: patch, Max is
0: kind of looking like he's going to come and catch it. Um, and I don't know if he continues that movement or what, but no one on the post at the front post. Yeah, poor goal. And yet another set-piece goal conceded.
1: I think that's the criminal thing for me. Why, why are we why are we not learning? And this yeah. is where I get really frustrated and <laughs> find myself in arguments with people who just want to love Pierce and whatever he does. Whereas I'm about, well, what's he actually doing with us? I don't care yeah. what he allegedly did at Leicester. At the end of the day, Ranieri won that title with... More or less the squad that Pearson nearly took down. So let's not let's not be hoodwinked by oh it was Pearson's Leicester squad that won the league. Um, but I don't care about that. It's more about what we're seeing at City, and for a manager who was a very assertive centre half throughout his playing career, the fact that we are still looking like we've got a soft centre and we aren't getting the fundamentals right which is continually conceding goals from set pieces operating clearly a system that the players aren't you know pulling off how they're meant to something's got to change and we, you know something's got to be done so why it's not being done for yeah. me, that that falls squarely on the manager. Players will make mistakes. If they didn't make mistakes every playing in the Premiership, and not a Bristol City. What you've Maybe. got to do is give yourself the percentage chances. To you know, we want to be harder to beat. We want to, we want to be a tough nut to crack. For me, that's just a giveaway goal.
2: Okay, into the
0: fifty-fifth. Sorry, Pat, just Go on man. on that bit. Is, is Pat Mountain, the defensive coach? I'm sure that's been said previously. Now, I I mean, and Pearson himself does, admits to not doing a lot of the coaching, doesn't he? Um, but in, in his era, I'm not sure zonal marking was that much of a thing. And when I listen to the likes of Gary Neville, um, Mika Richards, you know, the, the sort of sky pundits, they all say they don't like zonal marking because of the fact that no one necessarily knows who to pick up. Whereas if you've got a man you're designated... And it's not about calling players out. But if that man then gets past you scores, you know you've got someone, you're the one, you've got to do the work. Like Rob's saying, we're conceding so many goals set piece-wise. Why wouldn't you change it? Why wouldn't you look at a different way of going and go back to, right, we'll mark man for man.
2: We'll have two on the post, we'll mark man for man. Go back to basics. Well, especially on a corner, because, you know, players there's a lot of movement on a corner yeah. if you're if you're zonal how, how yep. can you pick up a man yeah absolutely right 55th minute three changes conway for wells viman for williams and martin for some uh i think pearson said in his post-match interview that that we were wasteful in the game and making little impact so those three subs were aimed to do that uh so rob your thoughts on those changes first of all
1: um, well, at, at first, I must admit, I was I was quite cynical when I saw them all lining up. I thought, "Oh, here we go." Is our is our plan B the uh, the classic? Let's just throw on as many strikers as we got. But that was because I didn't expect Wells and um, Semenio to be coming off. Um, I'm I'm a bit big advocate of having a, a proper midfielder three, which obviously worked at West Brom in the week, um, not backed up by yesterday. Sadly, um, I, I think at that stage. We needed something to give us a bit of a spark. So, whilst I wouldn't have set out with you know the the three-man midfield that in, includes Vimen because I think that does leave us too exposed, uh, I think we had no choice um, to literally put put new people on and, as I said, freshen up. But as you said, Patch earlier, individually, you'd have to say it's pretty harsh on the, the front two. Uh, Williams I guess had just run out of steam but he wasn't happy coming off Um, yeah Matt referenced it earlier what was it four games on the spin and two games on the spin previously was told to us that that was a challenge so I guess they're all explainable what what disappointed me more is bar maybe two three minutes of a bit of reinvigorate reinvigorate
0: can't even say it reinvigoration
1: that's the one yeah yeah Apart from that, it, it just went back to how it was. It, it was as if nothing had changed. We'll,
2: we'll come to our sort of starting eleven for the next game um, afterwards, because I think at the moment it needs to be Wells and Conway up top. Uh, Semenyo coming on after half, after, with half an hour left to go, as an impact, because clearly Semenyo isn't gelling with any other striker in terms of forming a partnership, um, Matt. Do your thoughts on, on that? Uh, no, I,
0: I, yeah, I would agree.
2: I would agree. I mean, would yeah, we, we can talk about it when we, we go through the team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 59th minute. Ball over the top to Conway. Shites of handball, but the ball falls to Sykes, who shoots wide. So, an opportunity there, Matt, for Sykes, um, who again snatched at it a little bit. He did. Um, big shites for a handball as well. Um, again,
0: interesting. Rob probably getting a, a view of seeing it back, but um, from. The, the point of view of the players, they were really adamant that it was handball, Tommy in particular, sort of up at the ref. Um, but you know, for, first time of looking, a few people around me, fans around me sort of said, oh, definite pen. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't say, I thought it was or it wasn't the first time.
1: Not for you, Rob? No, um, yeah, it seemed a bit clutching at straws, to be honest. Um, yeah. There was, I think Conway and, and his defender were sort of wrestling to, to get to the ball and it, it, I think, from what I can recall seeing, it, it bounced off the guy's back of his elbow whilst right. they were sort of mid tussle. It, it was an incidental handball. Ball to, rather ball than ball to a, elbow. Any, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't, if it, as again, I said said to my mate Kev, I said, if it was given against us, we'd have been absolutely pig sick. So that, that's usually your, your gauge on. You know, it's more out of optimism and desperation that we were so sort of vehemently appealing for it, I think.
2: Is Kev surname Barnes?
1: It, it's not, but he's probably changed it this morning. Right. Okay. Right. Fine. Good. <laughs> just want to make sure.
2: Um, okay. Okay. 62nd minute, Viner ball over the top, finds Viman who is away, draws defenders, plays out to Jada Silva who should shoot in my opinion but plays it back to the back post and the defender puts Martin off slightly who could have had one on the volley. This was a real frustration for me, uh, Matt, in terms of the ball to Jada Silva. You think, shoot, why would you not shoot? It was exactly in the same position um, You know, Tommy Rowe, I think, scored Uh, left-footed up at Birmingham beginning of a few seasons ago. Yeah, after a brilliant Casey Palmer ball. Let's admit that Tommy Rowe is a better finisher than Jada Silva. However, (laughs) just just have a go. Just have a go. But again, plays it to the back post. Martin, if he goes through the man, um, sorry, goes through the ball, he's going to connect with it. But I think he thinks the defender is just going to get a little knock on it and it comes to nothing.
0: Here's one for you. I think Tommy Rowe's a better player than Jay De Silva for Bristol City. So that's a, a real shocker because I was never a big fan yeah. of Tommy Rowe. Um, I don't know. It goes back to confidence. Um, Jay scores a goal like he does up at Stoke season a bit ago, whenever it was. And you think, if you've, if you've got that and you've had that, you get that opportunity. Why why aren't you striking it? Why aren't you going for goal? And, and it looked, because it was quite a... Not a slow move, but it was a deliberate move. And Andy draws the, the man, lays it in. Jay's kept pace alongside. And you're thinking he's walking onto it and just driving it. And much like the Cam Pring effort against um, Millwall the other week, by by going for goal, and I think Cam was going for goal at that night, um, anything can happen. And yet Jay, and again, let's be fair, it was an over ball to the back. Yes, okay, you can say he's picking out Chris Martin, but surely, percentage terms, the shot is the, the the one to take. And again, I'd like to think they'd be looking back at this game this morning and going, right, Jay, you know, you you got to be looking to strike it there. Why didn't you? What's your thought process that You're not hitting the ball there. What what put you off from it? Because um, I I didn't think it was a you know maybe patch it at, at, at our level in the fact we were glory hunters. You know, we we would go for it, but at our level, you're thinking that's a strike on goal, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It you. was. Um, it, it was teed up for him. Yeah. Exactly. That. That. was. Yeah. That, that was...
0: wasn't playing it for a cross, was he? he <coughs> no. No. It, no. Right? That.
1: That was Weimann's pass. Was the last pass of the move. Yeah. There was, there was no doubt about it. And, and basically, so it was. It was literally teed up on a plate. Whoever you are, that's your invitation to stick your laces through it. Yeah. There is no, there is no alternative. Particularly
2: if you're left-footed. Yeah, you're exactly. Left Naturally, yeah, it, was, it yeah. was
1: literally teed up for him. Yeah. Um, incidentally, a few minutes later, off goes Jay and on comes Cam. Yeah. And so, I don't, I do Is think that it responsibility? It's,
0: it's that responsibility thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Take the responsibility. Take the. Not that it was a risk, but. Just try and make something happen, and yeah, I. I it was, was criminal. Like it was,
1: it was criminal, as you said, Patrick, It was, it was past. Go on, you finish it off. Yeah, you know, you're the one in space. You're running onto it, bosh. One all. yeah, and yeah. and it didn't happen, and it was criminal.
2: If he shoots and it goes into the away end, at least he's had a go.
1: But you'd yeah. still even even then, you, you'd still think. How's he missed that? Because it was it was that but it was that much of a chance. So that's what makes it even more surprising uh, yeah. that he then tried to engineer something else. It was inside the box, in the inside left channel, unopposed. The goal's in front of you. Yeah, yeah it's literally about ten yards out, I think, not much more than that.
2: Okay. Yeah. 69th minute, Jada Silva off campering on 71st minute, a sliced kit clearance from reading gives us a corner and you think right is this the opportunity scott delivery is flat martin tries a back flick to no effect rob
1: there you go We summed summed up earlier didn't we it's about clearing clearing the first man um it, it can't be that difficult um it, you know so it's, it's it's a funny one you reference tins and we we love tins obviously absolute city legend but but i'm going to use him as an example Tins was obviously left foot like a wand, absolute deadly left foot. You go, you go even further up the food chain, and you've got your your messies and your maradonnas of the world and and what have you. But all three of those didn't have a right foot. And you think, hold on, you're you, you're top professionals. My right foot's probably, you know, or you know, my my other foot's probably better. It, it's really weird, but so it comes back to again the these basics of. I, I don't understand from from a set piece of delivery, you're putting the ball on the floor where you want it. You're kicking it when you, when you want to. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, is it, it must
2: be something they've worked on in training. That's all I can think.
1: That not, it's, not... A, it's a
2: low ball into Martin and he's going to try and hook it. I think it. you've I been can...
1: generous. I think
2: you've been yeah, really I generous. I, I saw, I, I'm yeah. trying to think of a reason why. Just, just um, poor
0: execution. Poor execution. Just poor execution. Exactly that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, again, having you know, played played at the levels that we played at, you could, you know, regularly. I know you like the crossbar challenge type of stuff, but not not even that. You could have the ball in a certain area and it ten shots, ten passes, and eight or nine of them you would find because you were used to that repetition, from a corner point of view. And the fact that it's whether it's Alex Scott, Matty James or Jada Silva, surely you're doing that in training, specifically doing that. Just yourself. No, You don't need a, a defender or anybody in there. Just hitting a spot, you know, because invariably, unless you do something fancy where you're playing it to the edge of the air for a Paul Scholes, David Beckham type strike or any of that, you're pretty much playing it in the six-yard box, trying to get it under the bar or whatever how many times do we either see it hit the first man over hit or played way too high that the keepers just got to jump up and catch it our dead ball delivery is shocking absolutely shocking
1: Matt on the same um, on the same notion of drills Yeah. um again obviously we're talking professional football clubs here they've got mannequins right yep so, yep. so put 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 mannequins in the six yard area make them targets yep and, and, and say right okay i want you to hit that one i want you to hit that one i want you to hit that one and and you yeah. you know maybe three different options but you you're just going to right oh here you go this is like the training drill i know exactly which i've got three spots i'm hitting um yeah. i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna pull a signal to the rest of the team so they know which one i'm yeah. doing yeah and and really right, right. you should be executing it eight times out of ten surely
0: a- absolutely and it, and like you're saying robbie it should be that right one arm up that's going for the penalty spot. I'll hit nine of those, two yeah. arms up, that's going front post, you know, three arms up. Oh no, how'd you do that? Um, you know, <laughs> um, another signal, right. That's going to the back post. And we just think I, I I'm trying to think, and, and certainly under Pearson's tenure, when have we ever had decent dead ball delivery and probably even goes beyond Nigel Pearson's tenure and I'm not blaming Nigel even under Lee Johnson, we, we just don't seem to have these players that you think, Christ, we've got a corner. Here, here we go. You know, we'll create something here. It's, it just feels like it's luck if we get something. in and, and actually, we don't seem to score that many goals from dead balls, do we? I know Rob yeah. Atkinson's got a couple recently. But yeah, I just, it, again, frustrating. Frustrating and, and just, yeah, poor.
2: Okay, 75th minute, uh, livening up a bit. Cam take has no option really than to try and bring the man down that's uh, bursting away down the red in left. Hell of a, hell of a shoulder tackle from uh, from <laughs> Pring. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, takes a book in. Right, 77th minute, Sykes taken out on the edge of the box right in front of us after good work from Conway. James' delivery is chipped eventually falls to Atkinson, who swipes wide. So the ball is chipped into the box, so it's a a delivery into the danger area. Falls to Rob Atkinson, and uh, he's leaning back, and it goes over. Matt? Patch, Mark Sykes is completely unmarked on the edge of the area. Completely
0: unmarked, and the defenders don't even recognise that danger. If both of them are switched on, he just has to roll that to Mark Sykes and Mark Sykes gets a shot on goal. It was crying eight for that rather than that crappy little chipped ball that is much easier to defend. I mean, when it's <coughs> chipped up, the defenders, the, the the attackers can't put any pace on the ball, so they've got to try and generate it. From a defend, defending point of view, you can see the ball clearly to defend it. But I, I could not believe we didn't look at Sykes in that option. And I, and I put that down to both of them. Both, Matty, I mean, Matty James primarily because he's over the ball. Mm. But it was scandalous. Just showing, again,
2: a lack of awareness. And yeah. 80th minute, Viner inside to Martin. A deft touch and a neat flick from Conway. Almost puts Vyman in, but the keeper is quick to close him down. Uh, corner from James is dealt with by Redin. Uh 80th minute, Matt, and that was... Pr- Sorry, I'll get to Rob. Uh, that was probably our best worked piece of the game.
1: Yeah, and and I love how you finished it with them and then we took a corner and nothing happened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll
2: put that that after every comment, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, honestly, I couldn't even remember that patch because I I just don't remember us doing anything. There was a real just general lack of enterprise. Um, and, And it gets to the point where you're not excited anymore. You know, and and the whole the whole idea about football, however crap your team is, is you always believe that something might happen. Now we get we get into this stage again where actually you're fast losing belief that we're we're actually going to do anything. Um, because anything promising would just gonna peter out. And, and and that's how it felt yesterday. It just felt like there was nothing no no spark happening anywhere. It was just a real flat sloppy, careless. Yeah.
2: Matt, do you remember the do you remember the the opportunity?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy was head in hands, um, because it was such a good little move. Um, so yeah, and and I agree it was one of those um little sort of passages, great little step over from um from sort of Martin Plant, like the, the little flick. But good good save I think Lumley was ex rovers on loan as well so that had a little bit of spice to it but I agree with Rob there was just nothing nothing to really get excited about yesterday at all was there you know we didn't seem to 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 get going and and, and just maybe in terms of giving it a little bit of balance I think we probably all of us to a man on on this pod talked about end of season being 14th 15th 16th. Um, you know, around that kind of mark. Top, top of the bottom probably, half
2: was my prediction.
0: Yeah, pr- probably these sort of performances and our inconsistency is why you end up in that position. So try, trying to add a little bit of redress in terms of, you know, you get the people to go, oh, yeah, typical City fans, you know, you win a game and you go up to 11th and everyone's talking about playoffs. You lose a game, you, you know, you go down to 7th. No, no one's saying that. We we call each game out as we see it and the performance that we're seeing and what you should expect.
2: The biggest frustration. You don't, you don't Matt settle
0: is... for the fact, do you? That, you know no. you're, you're saying, Patch, we finish we finish top of that bottom half. That's not where you want us to finish. Oh, God, no. And that's not where we should finish when
2: we have the you know the opportunities we get. It's be- so it's because I you know I, I get a little of... bit miffed at that when yeah, I see it, that. It's because uh, I'm I'm being realistic and know that yeah. we can we aren't consistent. No. Uh, it, we know we can play well, we yeah, know yeah. we've got a good performance in us, but I, I, I know in my head that we'll put in a, a shift and then we won't. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, that's what that's mid-table brings you. But but just going back to what you just said, th- there's no one in the championship, so, with the exception of Burnley and Norwich, that, have, that they, have looked really,
0: really good. I don't even... I mean, that Norwich game patch, we should have won. So well, exactly, I mean, but we were I'm, on the I'm, I'm looking trajectory at, then. I'm we? looking at the table now, and funnily enough, the team at the top are the team that have impressed me most. QPR, so QPR at top. Okay, yeah. then Blackburn, who we beat and we outplayed and played really well that day. Yeah, then Burnley, who yes, I thought were much better than us. We've, we've got Sheffield United to play. Millwall are fifth. Now Millwall weren't great, were they? And they're fifth, and that's again. I I know I've had our opposition fans comment that more on on my column you know it's all about your team in you're not saying giving well, it's the, borders, it's the bristol but life it's my team exactly so i'm commenting <laughs> on my team but millwall fans there were fans talking for gary Rowett's head and their fifth um norwich as you say reading yesterday seventh there's no one in this league that you should be looking at and thinking why why aren't we where they are, I can't at the top. believe
2: they would say that. You know, this is, this yeah. is a Bristol City podcast. I'm not going through through uh, Abs- reading. Yeah, it's more, no, it's
0: more it's more more <laughs> of the um, the the live um, post right. um, column. But there's not a single team there, other than probably Burnley is the is the one because of what they've got in terms of um, you know parachuting the players they've got. But QPR, great side, you know, played really well against us. But top, Millwall, fifth. You know, so so that's where when we sort people, fans go, well, you know, we are where we are. He's got his hands are tied, get all of that. But this is not a good division in terms of there are not two, three clubs that you would absolutely go, we finish above them, then we'll, you know, we'll be promoted because
2: it could be absolutely anyone's league this year. 89th minute, a great save from Max O'Leary with his legs. Looked like surely a goal. Um, So yeah, great save there. Ball up the field. Conway holds the ball up and wins a free kick. What can we do from this one? Not try a quick one, clearly. Um, Because it was a quick free kick and we were seemingly in, but it was pulled back. Uh, From that, we win another corner. And this is a, a bit of a contentious one. Atkinson is literally, once again, thrown to the floor, but no penalty for me. Premier League, VAR, that is a penalty. Matt, your thoughts?
0: I I thought pretty much every corner there was something going on in the box. Um, I don't get what the assistant referees do because quite often they can be looking at it and can see what's going on. There was a lot of um, pushing and shoving going on with Chrissy Martin, with mm. Tommy Conway, and the ref actually spoke to yeah to both parties, didn't he? It reminded Surely me a bit you... of,
2: uh, of England versus Panama in the last World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought, some some someone got go. to we, give
0: something. Yeah, we've told you that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you saw match of the day last night, but Scott McTominay his free kick, um, the, or so the penalty kick. The, I can't think who it was for Chelsea that he fouled, but he yeah, had his arms round him, brings him to the ground, gives it as a pen, and that didn't even go to var. You know, that was a pen. And if that's
2: outside the box, it's a free kick.
0: Yeah, and that's. I think that is such a key thing, Patch. In it, so much of what you see in the penalty area, if it's outside the box, nine times out of ten. Is a penalty, you know, it's a free kick in the penalty box. Referees don't want to give it. And if they started doing that, if they, you know, l- l- end of the season, less the referees rather than all other crap that they talk about say, if you see players that are pulling shirts, if and sometimes you see the shirt is literally pulled away from the body and yet it's still not giving, referees should be saying, right, if you see that, we start giving them. And if that means we get six penalties a game we get six pennants again game because then players have got to stop doing it.
2: Well, And then they'll stop doing it if you if exactly
0: you get six pennants yeah. a
2: game. Oh, right. Okay. Last bit. 90 plus six. Redding break away from a City attack. Syke loses out to Hendrick and Closer loses out to Long. He breaks away, feeds Andy Carroll, who's not going to miss from there, Rob, is he?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 again, it was soft. Yes, we were, you know, obviously trying to equalise. So I get there were... Gaps to be exploited, um, but I don't know what closer was doing. Um, he, he got sort of wrestled off the ball very easily on the on the touchline. I think it was Shane Long. It was, yeah. Um, on, on
2: first on first inspection from me watching it, I thought. I thought it might have been a foul on Closer, but he got the right side of him, and, and
1: yeah. yeah, that was it. And, finished, and, Cl- really. and Closer almost just like fell away, you know, a, a comedy comedy tumble, wasn't it? It was just, <laughs> just a tumble. It, 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 really, it really wasn't very good to watch. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Predatory Ball was squared, and the Predatory number two. What's all that about? Andy Carroll yeah. um, it two, finishing it? it off. Number two. Yeah, it, it
0: was, it, it was yeah. like.
1: <laughs> Again, as as Kev Not Barnes said to me, said um, to, said, surely you can understand forty-two or thirty-two or something like that. But oh yeah, um, oh I don't suppose it's the number two shirt free is it? <laughs> yeah, very very good. Unless
0: unless he was planning on a, a you know they they talk about players moving backward in the game. Yeah, Maybe he right sees back. himself as a right back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: but like you, Patch, I don't know what Mark Sykes is doing. He, he shouldn't be getting beat there. Um, and for a five foot ten Shane Long to out muscle um Tim Close, so he's gonna outpace him because he's still got a bit of speed to him, but to out muscle him was just ridiculous. And I think Nigel Pearson sort of said the same that players that were, you know, performing like they did the other night and then get out muscled um in a tackle like that. Yeah, it was it was poor from Tim, it really was.
2: Okay, let's uh, have a look at the ratings then, Matt.
0: So um these have been doing as on on the fly as such this morning. Um, you
2: didn't you didn't calibrate them with the. I Barnes, didn't
0: didn't calibrate them on the, the train on the way time. back. No, we never no. Um, so, for Max, I've gone six. Um, I actually was toying with five because I didn't think his distribution was great. But then I'm just being picky. If I'm I'm doing that, he did make the one good save. Although I think the keeper should be finishing. Sorry, the keeper, the the attacker should be finishing it. Um, I don't put him at fault for either goal. Um, I think the, the marking, as we talked about, um, so I've gone six if I'm feeling generous this morning. And, and a couple but, of yeah. times
2: where defenders or midfielders should have been should have done better. I saw Max yeah. quite vocal yesterday. Yeah,
0: yeah, he did. I mean, it's not you know, it was it wasn't. I think six is fair. Six is fair. Um, again, a bit bit of a theme, but for for Zach. Mark Sykes, Rob Atkinson, Tim Close, to Anjay De Silva. I went five for all of them. Um, Zach was, funnily enough, was the one I was looking at, thinking, was it a six? Um, because I thought he was the better of the three centre defenders yesterday, but still gave the ball away unnecessarily. You know, set the tone initially at the very start of the game with a poor one, but then did play the ball into Martin. This sort of was probably our best move that we talked about. Um, but I just didn't think it was a great defensive performance um, against a side that that weren't great. They didn't cause loads of problems, but I don't I don't think I don't think they did it then enough with the ball when they were bringing it out. So you have to look at it and go all right, as defenders. They're still as part of a defence that lost two 0 aren't they? So uh, I went five for all of them. Jay, it, it would have been easy to go four because of the cross, and he did get forward a bit more. And I don't, I don't think Jay was any worse than Mark Sykes yesterday, or, or any better than Mark Sykes yesterday. So that's that's why I went the two fives for those two as well. But happy to challenge.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're being generous. Um, yeah. Because because in the format that we're playing, they are our width. Yeah. And and if they're not delivering, that's a major part of their contribution that they're not they're not bringing to the party. Yeah. Um. Jay, as as I said, what has been noticeable, and and I'm, you know, I do want to see a game plan, and I do want to see a plan B and stuff like that. One thing that has been noticeable since um, O'Leary came back in is they are playing this diagonal ball to Atkinson, who's you know going forward to win the header for yeah. Jay. There's definitely a strategy with there, and I'm I'm good with that. Uh, I'd like to see a lot more than just that as a strategy, but we're not doing the same on the right, so everything's going to the left on, on that basis. Atkinson is winning his fair share, and at some point he'll get marked out of being able to do that. So at the moment, we've got that opportunity and Jay isn't doing anything with that opportunity. There's no end product on the back of it. Um, my, my gripe with Sykes is Sykes isn't a defender. Jay is by trade. Sykes is an attacker who is doing the old Filling in the right wing back slot that we basically play anyone that isn't a right wing back. Um, so it's so it's his turn at the moment. Now his yeah. main attribute, from what we believe in pre-season and what he did at Oxford, is he's an attacker. Yeah. Now I'm not seeing him take on his man anywhere near enough. is what I'd no, like I know. No, agree. I agree. Um, and and quite often he has the ball in in enough space. We talk about wanting Semenyo to run at people. But Semenyo's been played played up against the you know the back line and unless he drops deep to pick up the ball, he's not going to get that opportunity to run at people. Neither not the
0: ball pass, Rob, do they, and go. The the only player for me that we've got in our squad that does that that point is Campring. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly.
1: So so I at the moment I find Jay and Sight very culpable of no end product, and that is meant to be a key part to their game in this system. So two Um, force? Two fours
0: for me, yeah. Yeah, happy with that patch. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll take that. Bear in mind, like I said, it was nine nine twenty six. I got up and I just been... <laughs>
1: um, the midfield Have you been getting at five twenty six. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm so, so impressed.
2: So Zach close, sorry Zach close and Atkinson. What were we saying for them? Fives, right? Um, Jay and yeah, and um, Sykes
0: fours. Then the midfield three. So so initially, I've gone five because they didn't do what i would expect did they fall way below that you you could argue with alex's dead ball and it, and matty james as well because he was doing the other side they probably did so it wasn't just the midfield during the game sort of time it was also their dead ball and the creativity and i i don't think either hit anything decent with anything that they had so actually thinking about it it's it's probably Two fours for those two, and maybe even a four for Joe Williams, who got subbed off. Joe Williams's performance yesterday was was a bit of an anonymous one. Yeah. I can't I can't really recall Joe doing anything too much. He didn't certainly didn't win the battle against
2: Jeff Hendricks, who I thought was was um, Reading's best player yesterday. With Masengo seemingly frozen out of the team at the moment, um, and obviously you got Andy King on the bench. I I think. James showed signs that he is on his way back from from injury, and it was two games in what five, three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think even that was he was there was no game before that was there in the under twenty ones, or he was rushed back.
0: But you and you started off the pod patch by saying, "Is it is it one player if he's off the the game?" Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think on the basis of what we've said about Sykes and De Silva, the fact that we were, I mean, were we more solid yesterday? No, certainly not against the, the West prefer, Brom. So I just, think I prefer the three, but I don't know that it then... We didn't see Joe Williams getting in the box like we did at West Brom, did we? You know, he uh, wasn't breaking in
2: there. Same with Alex Scott. What 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 I usually do, and, and I'm a bit, it's a bit late now, uh, I quite like predicting what the overall team rating would be yeah. before we start the ratings. Um, and I, I don't think it will be as low as Birmingham. Um, okay. I don't think it was as bad as, as Birmingham, it's... but that was pretty bad.
0: Yeah I, um, I, I really? I okay. yeah, I I kind of think it was on a par yesterday. Yeah, I but probably because from a almost a, a, a going forward perspective, I actually think Birmingham were a better side than Reading, for mm. one. I thought Birmingham were physically sort of stronger, and um it it was the defensive weakness much more so at Birmingham. But I think in overall performance it was so flat yesterday, but it will be interesting to see. Mm
1: it's so, in in a word i would say insipid yeah it it, yeah. it was just sort of and get the, the whole game was a bit of a non-entity yeah it was a nil-nil but, all day long wasn't it but they they found ways to score
2: yeah yeah i thought it was whereas a nil-nil game all day, all day long yeah in a yeah. word i'd say expunged expunged <laughs> yeah um <laughs> all right so we'll go three fours
0: for those um then you've got Naki and Antoine. I've gone two fives. Um, I know with what we've just talked about with all those other players, but I just don't think they got any kind of service. Um, goes back to your point, Pat, around the partnership. Naki and Antoine. And I know we, you know, we, we got the goal the other night. Antoine's not trying to pass to Naki; Wells cross it to him. He's going for goal. Um, so I don't see it as that, but they don't work well together. Antoine's not having it anywhere near the impact starting games as he does when he comes on. Um, and you could easily see Naki. It, it will be interesting because if if the fans forum goes ahead this week, and we'll, we'll go on and talk about why that might not be the case, um, Naki is down to come as well, sitting alongside Nigel Pearson. So that could be a... A, a fan's question, Mackie. How do you feel about getting taken <laughs> off at fifty minutes? <laughs> um, so yeah, I went. I went two fives for them, and then you've got the three subs. So all of whom came on before the sixtieth.
1: None, I, were, none be, were any different. No, I mean, That's the I've, thing.
0: I've seen. I've seen people talk about Andy Vyman being man of the match. Um, yes, yes, there was a spark with Tommy Conway and Andy Vyman in particular. But I don't know that it was enough of one to to warrant a six in comparison to Naki and and Antoine. Possibly with with Andy and Tommy, possibly sixes. Did they yeah. come on and do what you'd expect? Probably they
2: did on the the benchmark that we well, set. If, look, if I look back through the highlights, sorry, my, my they were the ones that created. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's Conway and Vyman for for, yeah. the, for the last six. And
0: I, I do I do think there was a spike there. So so probably. Probably on that basis, yeah, they they warrant that. Chrissy Martin, I'm not I'm not gonna go six. I didn't think Chrissy for, for why he's being brought on to bring the physicality to hold the ball up. Yes, there was the one move where he played that that we've, we've referenced to Tommy Conway, but I didn't think he did really enough. So I went five. So on that on that basis, um you're right, Patch. It isn't as low as Birmingham. Thank you. Um, but it is 4.86, which is the second lowest game, which, again, feels probably about right for the season. Mm. So Birmingham was 4.43, yesterday's 4.86, and Millwall at home was 4.93. And that does feel about right in the scheme of things. And Nige? Nige, I've gone five. Um, I, I, again, it it's, depends what camp you're in. He picks the side that performed well against West Brom and they let him down. He's the manager, part of the coaching side. Why are they down? Get him up for it. Um, yeah, but I I'm I apportion more of the blame yesterday to the players than I do to him. So hence the five rather than the four.
1: Matt, I I, I put my head above the parapet. You after do yeah. the um what what game was it? The um the Millwall game. Yeah. And, and I and I posted something on Facebook in one of the groups. And I said, look, before you have a go at the players, just remember who's responsible for getting them ready, yep. who's responsible for the formation, getting okay, dressed. Responsible... Yeah. <laughs> who, who's, who's responsible for making them breakfast? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, who, who's responsible for picking a team, the formation, the tactics, da 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 da. And I mentioned earlier about the, the good performances, the exception, not the norm. So if we look at the last three, we, we've got really excited about what was, to be fair, a very good, unexpected performance at West Brom. But it's been bookended with two pretty horrific efforts. Now, if that's our mantra going forward, I'm going to be more unhappy than I am happy yeah, with, yeah. with what's happening under this, this manager. And th- th- those last three games are exactly reflective of his whole two years, the stats back it up. But you know, I mentioned on Jeff's show the other day, if we'd have lost at West Brom the other day, that would have been forty losses in eighty games for Pearson. He's now hit the forty, but it's eighty-one games. Yeah. So, so it's nearly literally one in two we're losing. Great if one in two we're winning, but it's not. It's one in three we're winning. You know, thirty percent. So sixteenth, seventeenth will be about right for his ratios and and nothing's changed over two years. I think we should be doing better than 16th17th. we you know just a, a very quick glance at the the league table um and I'm gonna you know we all say well he hasn't had money to spend blah, blah, blah. for me that's one part of management. that yeah. that's you know that's assembling who you want. Yeah, ultimately, a manager in any walk of life is about how you manage what you've got. Every manager goes into a job that isn't their squad, you know, and they've got to make something out of what they've got. Um, And as I said, looking at the league table, I would not say our equation is any better or worse than the likes of QPR, Millwall, Luton, Preston, Rotherham, Birmingham... Hull, Stoke, Blackpool, Wiggins, S- Sessions, S- sessions, Everett, yeah, AK. all of them. But what gives us the advantage is we've got an academy that none of those have. You know, a, a really... Co- so, yes, he's got to deal with not his fantasy football dream team, but he's also got an academy that many of those other clubs would be very, very envious of us having. Uh, so I, I think... With what's at disposal, I think mid-table is a reasonable and realistic. Oh, I, completely. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I don't think there's congratulations to be had over. Well, we haven't gone down. I, I think two years later, that- for what this man is meant to be able to achieve, he's not doing it, and that that worries me. As I said, we're, we're nearly still shipping two goals a game.
0: There's a large part of our fan base, Rob, that, that absolutely would accept finishing... I don't know, how many teams are there in the league? Is it 23, 24? 24. 24. 24. 24 would absolutely accept finishing 21st place because of the reset that will yeah. come next summer. Now, that that reset, which invariably is going to mean the likes of some, some big players for Bristol City over the last few years... Um, in Dan Bentley's, Thomas Callis's, Naki Wells, um, not not all over consistently over those seasons, but but going, I I look at it and and I agree with what you're saying and and I, I said in, in the on the train on the way out yesterday, and I know um, listeners won't be able to see with, this, but
2: with I,
0: who? I'm, with you, um, oh the <laughs> the Barnes girls and their dad Neil, yeah, um, but I'm very much with Nigel Pearson, like a. A kind of roller coaster, but with like a almost, you know, I'm 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 on the the flat bit. I'm coasting, you know, and then I have a little bit of an up, and then I have a bit of a down, and then I go back to being flat, and and that's where I am within. I'm probably not, and this, I'm not I'm not advocating this. I'm not saying if if I saw a report this morning that you know came out now breaking news as it did Lee Johnson, Nigel Pearson's left Bristol City. I'm not gutted, and then the same extent, if Nigel Pearson signs a new three year contract. I'm not gutted, I'm not overjoyed. I just feel a bit like
2: meh, you know, I'm yeah. not I'm not seeing I think the word you're looking for, Matt, is indifferent. Yeah, good, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. But that you, you insipid also... and then indifferent. <laughs>
0: but but so what I'm saying, but your point, Rob, you look at QPR, who bring in a new manager and a a, a coach, because that's you know, and and lots of Villa fans are saying that's why Stephen Gerrard hasn't kicked on this season at Villa and why well, he's eventually got the sack because Bill was such a key component there. You look at QPR's team yesterday. They've not gone out and spent a load of money. They've brought the young lad in from Villa, um, the, the midfielder, but I think he only played 60-odd minutes yesterday. But they sit top of the league, have been the most impressive team that I've seen this season. And he took over a side that have always been a bit like us, hmm. threatening to do something, threatening to be mid-table, threatening to be near the bottom. So there's definitely, there's a difference there. I guess, and we're we'll, we'll, I don't know when we'll go on and talk about it, Patch, but like the Richard Gould situation. Yeah, just a few tweets and then we'll get on. Yeah, so the Richard Gould situation. I, th- you've got to also then look at the stability because because the summer is going to be massive. If we're looking at potentially a new CEO, a new squad of players, and potentially a new manager, it almost feels like, bloody hell, this is cr- like. Talk about crossroads. I don't know. I don't know if I can recall. Maybe eighty two is the last time that you kind of look at a scenario like that. But it's just, I, I, I get what you're saying, Rob, and I, I admire you and Nigel in particular on our in, our in our group, who constantly put their head above the parapet and don't accept the yeah wages, yeah, re, you know, reset all the rest of No, with what you've got, should we be getting better? And, and actually, yeah. on yesterday's performance alone, we absolutely should have been because Reading weren't great. We absolutely yeah. should have been.
1: And and the other the other thing to to, it's an observation of of City and the way we've gone about things. We we always seem to want to be having a project. You know, there is the opposite extreme of Watford that you know they hire people in for a holiday period of two weeks or, or whatever, and then they move on to somebody else. But it's almost like we don't want to admit that we got it wrong until we get to the very final day there's no um intervention to to sort of say actually this isn't right we we always feel we've got to see out a long-term project before before we act and then eventually if, if we do act all of the uh the managers that we might have picked up, the other sides have picked up when they've got rid of their managers are no longer available. And then we're sort of like scrabbling around in the dirt. Well, who's left? Who who, who can we, who can we go and get? And it almost feels like we're reactive rather than proactive. Uh, And actually take everything, take everything away from it is what we're getting served good enough. Uh, And I don't, I don't think it is. And I, I think, Yes, you can say that players are culpable. I, I get that. It's not just one man, but there is one man's name above the door. And, and, you, and you and Patch have, have often talked about prerequisites. None of us are silly and um, you know giddy about, oh yeah, we know we should be going up. We're, we're realistic. We know that's a harder nut to crack. But the sort of prerequisites, and again, I put this on a, a different post last night. These are the things we would expect being more resilient and harder to break down, we're not. Um, a cons- consistent and recognisable and effective game plan with a plan B when required, not seeing that at the moment. And then a team that regularly gives blood and guts for the cause, not seeing that at the moment. And those those aren't anything to do with league positions. That's just the the minimum that you would expect. So those are your... That's what gets your players your sixes, right? And and for me, we're not we're not seeing that, apart from maybe once a month, once in once in three games or once in four games, and we're we're meant to be really pleased when it happens. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that should be what it should be the benchmark, really.
2: Um, it's the old "if my auntie had" comment, but Wee. if we had. <laughs> <laughs> if we won 2-0 yesterday away at Reading to build on from a 2-0 away at west brom are we having this conversation no of course not no of
0: course not because it's and that's that's the the joys of being a football fan isn't it it is yeah, I, I, I get when fans say, oh, you know, yeah, we win a game and we're talking to playoffs. And we, But that's that's the joys of being a football fan, you know, and and you do with the way that our league is at the moment. You do win a game and you go up a few places, you lose a game, you go down a few places. It j- just is the way. But no, we're not because you start to see a level of consistency, two tough, tough away games. But... It wasn't, was it? It's, and and sometimes it's not even about the result, patch, is it? It's also about the performance. If you'd just seen a performance yesterday, and we played a really good Reading side, you can sometimes accept it. But but we're not. So yeah,
2: I, I like I said, I, I feel indifferent at the moment. It always it always for me stems back to that Fulham. I think it was the FA Cup game at Ashton Gate last season, and yep. we lost but they everybody were all out on the floor literally yeah. dying on the floor after yeah. the game where they yeah. put everything heart and soul yeah. into the into the performance. Well West, West Brom was a bit like that the other night, wasn't it? I mean it was brilliant defending West Brom
0: and and seeing the players at the end coming over and celebrating it it, it was a little bit of a throwback. And that's what you want as fans, isn't it? You want to have that. You're not you're not going to get that. I mean look look at the the greatest teams. Look at Liverpool at the moment, you know, um who would have thought that Neil Barnes actually did? He did bet Forrester to win. Um, but who would think that? So that that's football, isn't it? But I get what Rob's saying. You know, we're the, the progress. We're, we're 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 not seeing the progress, and there's an allowance from a large part of our fans, probably myself included, that it's because of all of the other elements—the wage bill, the this, the that. But fundamentally, you've got a group of players there. Are we better than where we're showing at the moment? And yeah, we probably are. So where does that then sit, in it? So yeah.
2: Um, just because I was bored, um, I've gone on to IMDB and Crossroads that you mentioned earlier, uh, finished in nineteen eighty eight, for anyone who cares. Oh, uh, right, okay. It was on in yeah. nineteen eighty two. Did they do a rebit? Reboot? reboot. It did, they did try to reboot for two years in two thousand and one, but yeah. uh didn't last. No. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch? did you watch that growing up? No. You were probably too young, Patch, weren't you? Couple yeah. of tweets. Dean Allen, another lacklustre, <laughs> another lacklustre display <laughs> from Bristol City at Reading today. Lack of quality, especially crossing with little threat in the attacking third. A better team than the Royals would have put that game to bed earlier. Inconsistency continues. A real issue for Nigel Pearson and the team. Um, my brother Julian pops up and says, Lacklustre is an understatement. Totally and utterly void of any ideas. Um we had some we had some ratings from uh, Chris who uh, who's been on the pod before be on again soon. Um O'Leary 5, Sykes 4, Viner 3, Closer 4, Atkinson 4, De Silva 3, James 5, William 5, Scott 5, Semeno 4, Wells 4. And he put, I'll probably regret these marks tomorrow, but as you can guess I'm very angry right now. Oh dear.
1: Um... They got the same profile as as Matts. to be fair. Just all, all one, one less, All less, yeah. yeah, yeah, a bit more,
2: a yeah. uh, bit more angry at the time. Um, Andrew Munro, my tether has never been more at the end of FFS. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy Bowden, zonal not working, zonal marking at corners in particular. Yep. Um, and then I had a few comments berating me for putting up a picture from a friend. Uh, that was taken about five minutes before kickoff because it was patchy and empty (laughs) which was nice right let's let's do the team for your team for Swansea next Saturday and then we'll come on to talk about um, Richard Gould right so um i'm going maxing goal I'm, I'm sticking with 3-5-2 because i think that's Hang what on, i'm just be.
0: gonna i'm just gonna write this so i can see it visually rather than okay yeah, yeah.
2: okay yeah we, are we
1: assuming no players are back from injury
2: um i'm assuming may so smith is likely to be and he, and, Callum. and Callum. Yeah. okay um Matt, for future podcasts because yep. I mean you maybe get like a tactics board behind you with some good ideas yeah 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 I've got one from the old days I think I don't know dotted lines going in oh yeah episode. yeah okay yeah um, right Max in goal uh, Callas closer Atkinson as the back three Viner right wing back Pring left wing back Naismith and uh, Williams in the middle with Wells Conway and Vineman in behind i'm giving alex scott a rest uh so that's my that's my starting eleven.
1: can i can i just jump in where can where 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 is
2: what it's all about
1: where 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 on earth i don't know which world do you entered overnight but you (laughs) enter did, did you enter a world where zach viner was a right wing back. I where, so where where's that come from? What what's inspired you to suddenly think he's a right I'll, wing back?
2: I'll tell you why. Um <laughs> I don't think he deserves to be dropped. I don't think that we've got any other option at the moment other than Sykes, but I think he needs to to be reset. Yeah. What about Tanner? So I don't think he's a wing back. I think he's probably, probably more better. of a wing
1: back than Viner, surely.
2: Okay, well that's that's what the debate is so all cause... about.
0: Good, good challenge. So so I'll throw that in. And, and I get your logic there, Pat. And I think I even suggested that last week. Mm. And similarly, at had the same call-outs. Where do you think Viner's a wing-back? I actually think Viner's better defensively than Sykes. And he certainly couldn't be doing any worse going forward than Sykes, was, was my theory from that. Absolutely get him, Rob. He ain't a right wing-back. So, yeah. But, but for me... For me, this is, it's almost, it sounds a bit harsh to say, and it's almost a punishment for for sight, I don't mean it is like that, but you need to know you can't put in performances like that and keep playing. So you're right. Whether it's Viner or I'll tell Tanner, you what I could do. And here's one for you. And I can't believe this. This, this is coming out of my Alex lip. Scott. No, what, but <laughs> but Bell. actually, Sam Bell. Actually, actually, Alex Scott. No, that would never come out of my lips. Or Andy Vyman, um, which is crazy. Um, because I went off absolutely <laughs> <laughs> apoplectic, didn't I, when he played there at Birmingham. But uh, I do think there needs to be a change there. I don't think Mark Sykes should be starting there. So so whatever way you go here, and you, you're right, maybe it keeps Scott on the pitch by playing him there and, and potentially Zach does lose out and probably doesn't deserve to lose out.
2: But you want to get your best players on the pitch and Callas is our best defender. But the best back three um, for me is Callas closer, Atkinson. Yeah, Um, yeah. Naismith on the pitch, playing in midfield, defensive midfield, which I know he doesn't want to, but I think it's, uh, why not? Let's roll the dice and and see how that works.
0: So so it's an option, isn't it? I mean, again, I suppose the argument is Naismith could be in that back three, but you can't play a Naismith and an Atkinson and a Callas, I don't think. It's so left-sided, isn't it, then? Because neither Naismith or Atkinson seem to be able to use their right um, but so I, I get the logic of that, and and I I I quite like that. The only bit for me is that three in midfield. I do prefer a three in midfield, and not not Weimann sort of bombing. So, um, yeah, that would be. But absolutely, Wells and Conway up front for me.
1: Yeah, I got. To, I got going to go totally different then. Go on then. So in goal,
2: number I, one, gotta be Basso. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, so so yeah, for for difference and a different start, I'm going to go back four. So it, it's a given. No, yeah, he reason. won't though. No, no, no. You you said what would you do? Okay, uh, carry on then.
2: No, <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah.
1: Um. So I'm going to go back, and, and I'm just going to put it in for food for thought, really. Um. So back four, I would have Pring left, Tanner, right. Um. And these are players all at full fitness. So let's yep. not think anything else. Callas and Atkinson. I then have three in midfield, of which Naismith is one of them. So I'm going to go Naismith, James and Scott. And then I'm going to go three across the front with uh, Vyman and Semenyo playing the wider roles of the front three and Conway as the middleman. It's harsh on Wells. I get all of that. It's not a partnership, but in terms of... Out of those three, which are more comfortable being inside forwards rather than the centre centre forward, then that would be Vimin and Semenyo. Uh, it's explosive, but it's also more compact in the middle.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm more excited about uh, your starting lineup than I was about the starting lineup yesterday. So, congratulations. <laughs>
0: one, one thing to say: we're playing Swansea, who like to get the ball down, like to play. I I think we've got to be really careful in that midfield. I think we could get absolutely overrun. So and
1: I, that's, I, that's why you need three, like you
0: yeah, say. Yeah, you know. Exactly, yeah. Jamie Patterson, he'll be playing. I don't right? know if he's been playing, actually. Ah, right, okay. um, I don't know if he's got an injury. I, I haven't seen his name being mentioned, so I'm just going to have a look. Is at Smith, Is Corey still there as well? No, uh, he's it. Darby. Um, Darby. played the right. other night, actually. Hmm. Um,
2: okay, um, dead air is a crime, Matt, so I'm going to carry yeah, on.
0: Yeah, you carry on. <laughs> Sw- <laughs> Swansea, Cardiff today, so that would be interesting. Ooh. There we are.
1: That's well, a, that must be
2: a twelve kickoff. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. 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 So last night the the news broke that uh, we're expected to see in the coming days Richard Gould become um, I don't know what that noise was there. Yeah, what was that then?
0: <laughs> take <that> your stomach. <laughs> uh,
2: to to take up a role with the ECB, the uh, the cricket, the English English cricket, cricket board. board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which for me is. Bitterly disappointing. Um, he's come in with in a difficult time for the club. Stabilised, reduced the wage bill. Did some great early business in the summer with you know Naismith and Wilson coming in, Sykes etc. And um, and opened the door for for fan engagement. Launched the players' former players' association, giving it the support that it needed to get off the ground. And. Um, just a, a a really nice guy. And I don't know anyone who said a, could say a bad word about Richard. And as I said last night, and I'll stand by it, a breath of fresh air for the club. Uh, Matt, I'll get your thoughts first, and then we'll come to you, Rob. Yeah, um, really,
0: really gutted. Um, I, I absolutely understand it. Um, Richard is is a cricket man. Obviously, spent all the time. He did it, it um Somerset, then Surrey. I think the ECB chief... Is someone that that um he worked with at Surrey. So again, it's understandable. But from a Bristol City point of view, um, I think the, the Bristol Live have made a comment about he goes about his business kind of unnoticed. He's not um he doesn't want to be front and center as per our previous CEO, um, who's doing exactly that in his new job. He was on Talk Sport the other night. And look at me, look at me, look at what the club are doing. Um so I, I just think it's a real shame patch. I think um, you you more than me, but, you know, I've been privileged to be able to work with with Richard on some of the former players stuff, um, meet him a number of times, be on sort of Zoom calls with him. Just a really, really honest guy who his only interest is Bristol City and getting the best for Bristol City and its fan base. And the fan base is absolutely paramount in Richard Gould's thinking. So many initiatives are, are generated by him. Um, and, yeah, he's done what he's had to do from a wage bill point of view. Um, I just think it's, I, I referenced it with the Nigel Pearson situation, come the end of the season, if things haven't improved and if Nigel himself might think, do you know what? Yeah, I've, I've done what I can do. It could be a huge, huge period of rebuilding at a time when we also know Mr Lansdown's looking for investment and potentially looking to get out. It's massive for Bristol City at the moment and and you'd like to have kept Richard because you knew he would bring you that stability. So I'm actually quite worried about it and um I know the club hasn't made a statement. Um they've got the forum I think is it Thursday of next week. Yeah. Um where Richard was was down to attend with Nigel Pearson, with Naki Wells, um, I can't imagine if this story then gets confirmed that Richard would then go because a lot of the focus would then be a, on about that. So then, does that then mean that it gets pulled? Um, does Does John Lansdowne come in? Does Steve Lansdowne come in? I don't know, but yeah, you, you, I, I'm I'm gutted. I'm absolutely gutted. Have, have um, you
2: got a Have you got a killer question lined up for for Thursday, Matt?
0: It, it actually would have been about the ecb bit because right. it it the stage where we were talking about it it was it had been rumoured but nothing had sort of come out so it would have been that um i don't know without it and dependent on who's there i guess um because that's going to shape a lot of, of a lot of what happens i mean if it was to nigel pearson set piece <laughs> You Probably you around exercises? that. Why, why, yeah. So around the delivery, because it's a con- consistent theme, the delivery, and what work is done on that. And, and do we need to look at the coaching? You brought Jason Newell in. Do we need to bring someone in from a
2: defensive point of view? Um, well, like Liverpool, I've got a throw-in coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. need and a, a set-piece coach. But it, but <laughs> even that, our, our throw-ins,
0: there doesn't seem to be any kind of... It's almost like schoolboy football like well I'll go up the line or I'll wait for the bloke well, to come to me and I'll that, throw it it's through I you know, did it's... see a foul throw
2: yesterday from Reading which was yeah, we uh, did. quite special yeah. unusual yeah. but
0: yeah I mean I, I let, let Rob take it but for, for me and Rob's I know Rob's a cricket man so he might have a different slant on it as well from from that bit but as a Bristol City fan it's almost the worst news that we could get I think at the moment I think the only thing that tops it for me is if Steve lands sells to some yeah foreign businessman um, and and that's then up in the air so yeah I'm, I'm gutted I I hope it's not true but I think when you see reports in the Telegraph and you know his love of the, the cricket game it's it seems
2: like it's pointing as it is doesn't it Rob I come to you now uh, as someone who as far as I'm aware hasn't met Richard Gould and and hasn't experienced what he's like first person what's your thoughts
1: um, so okay, so let's correct that straight away. So I went to school with Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so uh, yes, yes, oh, he, same, uh, he, same year. He, no, he was, he was oh. year above, as as was um, not year above, but his brother Jonathan, the one who played for Celtic in that's, yeah. that's
2: amazing. Um, so yes,
1: yeah, so we actually, went. Like he's to school coming my house for tea this evening, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and actually walking out from the last I don't know two games ago, Saturday game. We hadn't won. I did very briefly apprehend him in the car park. And he was sort of like, Oh, that that wasn't very good today, was it? You know, that kind of thing. But um and and kind of through cricket. In fact, my dad probably knows him better nowadays down at sort of Sunset Cricket. Um, but yeah, everything you said, lovely bloke, you know, as honest and as genuine as they come. Um, from from the angle you were getting at, obviously, Patch, you and you and Matt have Seen how we operate, some works in in the sort of former players' capacity. So no, I can't comment on on that side of it. Um, with regards to the cricket, I, you know, it is it is the pinnacle post. You know, chief exec of the the England Cricket Board. <laughs> Job opportunities like that do not come along, and at the moment, cricket's got a very uh, meaty issue that it's trying to sort out in terms of. Um, tackling the, the domestic schedules and... Didn't, um, he, getting... didn't he come
2: out and oppose the 100?
1: Yeah, he did, he did, which is great, because I'm very anti-100 myself. Um, what Um What's happened is the, the whole schedule's been uh, basically sort of ruined a bit by the 100. The 100's been crowbarred in and suddenly there's now too much cricket and the elephant in the room isn't being addressed as to why. Um, and they're also looking at the what the actual national team's goals are and how the, the counties can dovetail into it. But it's a does that all come globe. under the same
0: remit, Rob? So both the, mm-hmm. the count the county and the test and one yeah. Day yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so okay. it's
1: it's the whole thing. It's like the FA right. effectively. Right. So it's so okay. it's yeah so the whole thing would be encompassed um so they're looking at how to get better performance out of England. They've got this this pup that they're trying to sell which is the hundred um, it's, it's a load of smoke and mirrors and a load of spin and bluster. It's the kind of thing that you'd expect to see Mark Ashton behind, you know, it's that, 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 that kind of thing. Um, so it'd be interesting. But yeah, I just don't, you know, no, nobody's confirmed anything, but I said from the get-go that if he is a genuine contender, I, I just don't think Bristol City, the Bristol City role can compete to, to the gravitas of, of that opportunity. Uh, And he'd be very deserving of it. So, obviously, we'd wish him all the best. But, Mm. yeah, difficult boots to fill. Um, And I think, you know, I mentioned Mark Ashton there. There was a lot of ill feeling, shall we say, from the fan base towards Ashton and, and talking about Rich going on about his business under the radar. He's kind of placated all of that. Yeah, you know, he hasn't put himself out in terms of being this big, public figure but he's he's developed those relationships like you say uh patch the the links to the fans and you know i guess jerry was always you know and is a very helpful person but even that probably rich has had a hand in just giving jerry a bit more of a platform jerry you know just to to encourage that link between the fans um yeah so, so all, all, all positive stuff. But yeah, I mean, if it is an, a genuine opportunity, it doesn't surprise me if he does take it.
2: Okay, um, right. Well, I think we have bring it all to a close there, Matt. Unless you've got any other shout outs for the Barnes family. <laughs>
0: um, I'm going to Sunderland with them. Um, okay. We're staying right. over, I think we spoke about that yesterday that'd as well. Be, so uh, that'd be another
2: yeah. shout out yeah. podcast then. Yeah, is the, right. Is the freezer right? And actually, no, it's beeping. <laughs> it's it, actually uh, beeping right. behind me, which is so maybe it's off. a fault and not. Anything? Well, no, the door was wide open. So ah, right, okay. I think he's trying to get back up to the temperature. But ah, right. um, tune in next week for more information about more freezer. my freezer. Yeah. <laughs> freezer news. Yeah. <laughs> Recent news that's yeah, a good segment right thanks so much um thank you for getting out of bed this morning matt no no pleasure yeah um yeah.
0: and i like team, to do bro. that just so that you can kind of think ah oh, the days of a lion <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah actually... you know what, matt? i might go back to bed because nice yeah well
2: yeah that, that makes me feel even worse um i am actually going to move in to matt's uh tomorrow yeah 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 no yeah, for problem forever is, is that <laughs> purely
1: because of for his freezer goods
2: freezer goods and a lion <laughs> and the lion yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. more but than welcome uh, Patrick just to say um, roll on next week let's put it right next week um, and for those number of people that ask me the song that's starting to play roughly now is The Shucks S-H-U-C-K-S
1: Pat Pat remind me I've got um, the contact you might be able to pursue for some other Local
2: music. Okay. Alright. Yeah. yeah, always um, it's, it's, not riding- the Barnes, it's not the Barnes Girls, is it? <laughs> 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 it's uh yeah, the Shucks riding low Southern version. Uh, check it out on yeah, Spotify. Right. right, we'll leave it there. Thanks both. Great work Thanks boys. Soon. Take care everyone. Bye bye. See yeah. you later. I'm
1: Cheers. Bye bye. Because you don't know me.
3: Don't be quick to judge. Cause I tell you
1: something, I don't care that much Don't come around here This here, town, you know, it ain't that big. It don't take long to no, know just what I did.